Alrighty, let's get started, shall we? I want to lead with the mistakes. Yes, I know. I, I, I want to get that right out in the open. Uh, last week, I talked about uh, Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts, although they're not called Dunkin' Donuts anymore. They're just Dunkin'. Uh, was going to sell for over $9 billion. And um, I was wrong. I apologize. It ended up being a total of $11.3 billion. Now, the deal went for under $9 billion. It was $8.8 billion. But then when you take in all the debt, it ends up being a total of $11.3 billion. Just incredible. So the Inspire Brands, backed by the private equity firm Rourke Capital, uh, has Arby's, Buffalo Wild Wings, Sonic, Jimmy John's, and now Duncan and Baskin Robbins under their umbrella for $11.3 billion. I mean, uh, Duncan has, I think, over 12,000 storefronts, and Baskin Robbins has... 8,000 or so storefronts. So this is a good deal for Inspire. No, no question. Although, you know, it's an awful lot of, awful lot of money. And, uh, it was incredible when I was reading about it in 2005, they sold for $2.4 billion. Then they went public in 2011 and in 2020, (laughs) it's over $11 billion. Man, I wish I had a piece of that donut. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Don't mind me, I'm just, you know, boarding up the windows. Like the rest of the country. Uh, kind of sad, actually, when you think about it. We're talking about cities across America boarding up. Wow. They're talking about, uh, Covering your windows, installing uh, installing security measures. Buildings are talking about uh, their apartment buildings in New York are saying, "Yeah, you know, we're bad. don't worry, we're just going to hire some some armed guards, you know, just to make sure, just in case. Don't worry about it. If you're if you're leaving or coming from the building and you see those armed security guards, <laughs> they're there for your safety. So, are you actually going to?" Think about leaving your place? I don't know. I, I don't know. They're talking about uh, building a non-scalable fence around the White House. And they're talking about putting it, uh, you know, it's going to eclipse Lafayette Square, the entire White House complex. 250 National Guardsmen have been put on standby that are reporting to Metro Police. That's in D.C. at the White House. I mean, D.C. themselves are saying, eh, you know, you just may want to be prepared. That's all. Okay. No problem. One place boarded up back in July, or no, back when when it just opened, you know, during the pandemic, and then he pulled them off in July, and now he's decided, eh, you know what, I'm going to put them back on again. You never know. Uh, If this happens... Really, we're in a bad place. I mean, we're already in a bad place because they're talking about the possibility of violent protests. 
because of election night. If you're listening to this live on the 2nd of November 2020, tomorrow is the actual election day. So people, including uh, myself here at Two and the Fat, back here to boarding up, getting ready to board up the windows. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I may regret that in the end. But these businesses, are you... I mean, if you regret it, good. You were safe. And if you don't regret it because bad things happen, you'll be happy you did. It's just a a bad place we're in in this country when we have to worry about this. So just be careful and keep a watchful eye out. And be sure to, uh, if you feel like the possibility of huge areas that you are that you are in, you know, you're not a hotel, you're not an office building, you're not a coffee shop, you're not a restaurant, you're just uh, you know sitting home thinking about uh, something happening in your area. You may just say, "Don't worry about me, Bill. Just uh, you know, a storm's coming. Get ready for the hurricane." But you don't really live in hurricane country. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the storm coming. I'm just boarding up for it. It's just a... I don't know. Sad. Sad is what it is. Another thing that's sad, we had the big story of Walmart pulling the firearms and ammunition off the sales floor as a precaution. You know, possible unrest. You know, that really wasn't a bad idea. They said originally that, you know, you could still purchase the items. They're just not going to be out on the floors. And if the stores get looted, that's probably a pretty good idea. But then, of course, they caught all kinds of fire. (laughs) So they reversed course and said, no, 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 never mind. We'll put it back out on the floor so you can see it. Don't worry about it. It's going to be, you know, sure we were going to keep it in a safe location in the back of the store out of an abundance of caution, but don't worry about it. Fine, we'll put it back on the floor again. If you've also wound up about that, don't worry about it. Okay. I mean, the ammunition shelves have been kind of empty lately anyway. But I love how they reversed course, man. The people that shop at Walmart were not happy about, you're going to what? No, you're not. Yeah, you're right. We're not. We were just, we were thinking about it. And then, you know, we decided, yeah, we probably should do it. And then you guys got all wound up at us. So then we decided, no, you know what? No, no, we'll put it back out on the floor again. Okay. Duh. All right, enough of that. Um, I, I I see where the shortest unit of time ever measured happened. And no, I wasn't talking to your wife. <laughs> Thank you. Be here all week. It's called a zeptosecond. A zeptosecond. That is a trillionth of a billionth of a second. A decimal point followed by 20 zeros. And a 0.1 or a 1 point. So previously researchers had dipped into the realm of zeptoseconds. They, 
used lasers to measure time in increments down to 850 zeptoseconds. Okay. Now, in 1999, we had the femtoseconds, which are the millionths of a billionth. But remember, a zeptosecond is a trillionth of a billionth. (laughs) So it takes femtoseconds for chemical bonds to break and form, but it takes zeptoseconds for light to travel across a single hydrogen molecule. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm talking down to you, so I'm sorry. So it's a very short trip. Hey, thank you. No kidding. So these scientists, the researchers, set the energy of X-rays to that a single photon or particle of light knocked the two electrons out of the hydrogen molecule. A hydrogen molecule consists of two protons and two electrons. I know, duh. The photon bounced one electron out of the molecule and then the other. Uh, it's a bit like, well, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm dumbing it down to you, but it's like a pebble skipping across the top of a pond. Now, these interactions created a wave pattern called an interference pattern which the scientists could measure with a tool called a cold target recoil ion momentum spectroscopy. The Coltrims. It's a reaction microscope. It's essentially a very sensitive particle detector that can record extremely fast atomic and molecular reactions. The Coltrims. The cold target recoil ion momentum spectroscopy. Uh, recorded both the interference pattern and the position of the hydrogen molecule throughout the interaction. Duh. Okay. So now they've got it down to 247 zeptoseconds. Wow. They were at 850. Now we're down to 247 zeptoseconds. That's, I just want to go on record as saying that that's, pretty freaking fast okay so it's a decimal point followed by 20 zeros and a one okay remember the zeptosecond is a trillionth of a billionth of a second so 240 zeptoseconds is 247 trillionths of a billionth of a second Okay, so the zemtoseconds are millionths of billions, not trillions of billions. Duh. So we do now have the fastest measurement of time. It's uh, 247 zeptoseconds. Now you can quote me on this. It's pretty freaking fast. It may take you a little bit longer than that, to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. As long as we're here and we're talking about zeptoseconds and femtoseconds, you might as well take a few seconds, a few regular human seconds, and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Just choose a platform that you like to listen to your podcast on. There's a plethora of platforms out there, like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, 
whatever, whatever, whatever warms the little cockles of your heart and subscribe to chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. And then you can be a better person. Your life will be that much better for it. If you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber, you know how bad your life is and you want to make it better. You'd like to make it better in a zeptosecond or maybe even a femtosecond. Or how about just a second? And that you can do that by subscribing to Chewing the Fat. You might as well go to the YouTube channel as well and subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher on the YouTube channel as well. Subscribe, click the little notification bell. Well, I've been, I release stuff all the time. I just did a brand new uh, video with my wife uh, called Pillow Talk. I know. Oh, is that why you started thinking about the Zepto seconds? No, it is not. And it's, uh, you can go and watch it. We're just talking about uh, the death of Sean Connery. I know. Oh, my gosh. It was so sad to hear the death of Sean Connery. And we'll do some more Pillow Talks coming out. So subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And we just got done talking about the election. Now's the time. If you're listening live, the 2nd of November, 2020, now's the time to subscribe to Blaze TV. That's what helps keep this show alive. It helps keep all the other shows on Blaze TV alive. More voices, not less is, as uh, you know, really, I don't know that that's actually our motto, but it should be, or it's one of them. That's an undercurrent of the, of the, the network, more voices, not less. Uh, and if, the election goes one direction rather than the other direction, you could be very happy that the Blaze TV and podcast and radio network exist. So you can go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, use the promo code Jeffy, and it'll get you 30 bucks off for a year's subscription. Great deal. 30 bucks off for a year's subscription. I think today may be the last day, but try it, you know, just do it. Because uh, they said it was going to be up to the election, so I don't know if it's when the polls close or if it's, after, you know, when the polls open tomorrow. I don't know who's going to be recording what time it's going to be. I don't know if they're going to cut it off in a zeptosecond or a femtosecond or just a regular second of time. But you're going to want to do it as. AP. So we've all seen the, you know, ancestral mathematics uh, online that talks about, uh, you know, two parents equals four grandparents, eight great grandparents, 16 second great grandparents, 32 third great grandparents, 64 fourth great grandparents, 128 fifth great grandparents, 256 sixth great grandparents, 512 seventh great grandparents, 1024 eighth great grandparents, 2048 ninth great grandparents. And, you know, it talks about how many struggles and how many battles and how many difficulties and how much sadness and how much happiness, how many love stories, how many expressions of hope for the future did your ancestors have to make it so you exist at this present moment. So Dusty, a member of the Blackfeet Indian tribe, Dusty Crawford, decided he wanted to find out about his ancestors as well. He'd always been told that his ancestors came from Siberia 
across a land bridge. However, tribe members always told a different story. They talk about how uh, one instructor at Blackfeet Community College say there's no oral stories that say we crossed a bridge or anything else. So his brother, who has since passed away, talked him into taking this DNA test. It's a CRI ancestry test. Okay. Now, um, pretty incredible. It's a CRI genetics DNA test. They traced this man's ancestry back 17,000 years. (laughs) Incredible. Okay, so his ancestry was older than the land bridge that once connected Siberia to Alaska, which is what he was told at school, you know, when he was a kid. Now, obviously, the the professor at the school knows of no story with the land bridge. That's because, uh, according to the ancestry test, the CRI genetics DNA test, it talks about them coming by boat, okay, his closest genetic ancestors came from the Pacific Islands, not Siberia. Some of the first people to set foot in the Americas came by boat to South America. And they, you know, obviously gradually worked their way north over, you know, thousands of years and travel and get to where Dusty is with the Blackfeet tribe. So they, f- they found remains in Peru that had a DNA from the same haplo group which ties to dusty crawford so he can trace his lineage directly back down to peru and back across the pacific ocean wow i mean he's got a bloodline dating back seventeen thousand years and 83 percent of it is native american that is unbelievable and you know i never really wanted to know we've talked about it before i didn't really don't I don't know. It doesn't, it's kind of nice to think about it, but I don't know that I really want to know that, you know, my great, 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 great uncle, you know, Doug Latrines for the, (laughs) for the king. I don't know. So, so far, 26 million Americans have taken a DNA test. And that number is, expected to double this year. I mean, we've probably been sitting around the pandemic wondering, where do we come from? I don't know. So, I mean, we want to find out who and where we're from. I get it. We want to find new ancestors. We're all in search of, I am related to the king. Are you? Are you? Okay, great. No problem. Go pump your own gas. See you tomorrow. You want to verify some family history. You want health and, you know, updates on your body you want to feel connected to the past you want to know where the future is going i guess i get it but you know now they're busting people for dna test if it was safe of course it's safe jeff you can opt in and out of everything okay okay no problem i got you but you know we're busting people because of these dna tests and that's a little scary i don't want to be i don't want to know that you know Oh, you know, you're related to the guy that killed 85 people. He's one of the worst murderers in history. And, you know, what, I'm going to write a book? Oh, wait, maybe that's not a bad idea. 
Think about that for a second. Huh. My great, 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 uncle, ooh, was a mass murderer. Coming this November. I love it. No problem. Let's take a break. I need something cool to drink desperately. Let's go to the break room. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. (sighs) And is good, by the way. And is good. All right, we definitely have an update to Operation Varsity Blues. Kevin, tonight's episode, Going to Jail. So, we talked about it before, why she should turn herself in early, and she did. She must be listening to Chewing the Fat. Lori, you know I think it's all bull. I think the FBI pressured you into this. They bullied you into a corner, and, you know, you ended up having to, you know, do the deal. I get it. But, uh, and you wanted to be home for Christmas, and that was, you know, your kids are already saying they're distraught and they're going to miss mom. Uh, we like her home for the holidays. Okay. And that's why we talked about just turn yourself in early. You don't have to wait because the, the last date that she had to turn herself in was the 19th of November, 2020. And there was no way if she goes into the 19th, there's no way she gets out by Christmas, right? Because even though they, if they're going to let her out early, they are. There's no way that's a month, right? And there, she has got to serve at least a month. So she's got to serve a little bit more than a month. But she goes in early. She's out before Christmas. She misses Thanksgiving and she's out before Christmas. Now, I'm saying the 18th of December. So she's out and she's back home for Christmas. Maybe even earlier than that. But no way she serves the full two months. But she has to serve more than a month because, you know, of being such a high profile character as part of this operation varsity blues scandal that went on so hubby has still got to serve five months i mean that's doing some distance right so hubby just we're gonna get rid of him as soon as she gets out he goes in have a nice day take care of yourself plus he's got to pay five hundred thousand (laughs) dollars okay no problem 500 grand and five months Oof, that's a tough one anyway Lori's in jail and we uh, we were i'm glad to see that she took our advice and went in early and hopefully that deal has already been made that she goes in early and we'll get her out with good behavior so she's home for christmas so gear I, I i'm willing to make a chewing the fat guarantee She's out by December 18th. Latest. Latest. Operation Varsity Blues. I love this theme so much. Cannon! Cannon! Tonight's episode. Country Blues. 
So as long as we're still in the break room, we might as well talk a little bit of entertainment news. And the first piece of entertainment news that I have is Netflix is hiking their prices. Uh, They're starting to push their limit with me. They are starting to push their limit with me. So the standard plan is now going to cost $13.99. That's going up a dollar. And the premium plan is going up two bucks to $17.99 versus the $15.99. Okay. All right. You, now you're starting to push your limit to me. I know that, uh, you know, you're, you know, making your changes because you think you're doing everything that is worth it and you want to be able to pay for this entertainment. But you went up. They're talking about uh, they, they dropped U.S. subscribers by 123,000 following a price hike announced in January. That was the biggest price increase ever, two months uh, for the premium and a dollar for the standard. And then we had, uh, you know, there the, uh, people dropping off saying that, uh, you know, a bunch of people canceled them over the cuties thing, which is just silly, but okay, if you want to go with it and that's in your heart, good for you. So, but according to them, they finished the year with more than 26 million new subscribers around the world. Right, we talked about that. They've got 190 million subscribers globally, and they want to take some more money out of my pocket. Now you're starting to push your limit with me. Of course, we're updating our prices so that we can continue to offer more variety of TV shows and films. In addition to our great fall lineup, as always, we offer a range of plans so that people can pick a price that works best for their budget. Is that a range? Is that a range of plans? Uh, I think not. I think that is not a range of plans. If I want to be able to stream it on more than one device at a time, I have to, you know, I want, I got to pay the premium price. So you better start creating some pretty damn good content, Netflix. There better be some pretty good new content coming and you've done okay. You've done okay, but keep raising the price on me that okay better turn to a good instead of just okay all right all right we got that out of the way and i mentioned oh you know we're on entertainment i mentioned sean connery passing away at the age of 90 he was i didn't realize and i don't know why i mean he's been retired but one of the reasons that and i didn't say this in this article but one of the reasons that he actually retired was because of the dementia that he was dealing with and his widow had said that uh the disease had sapped him of his vigor and he got his final wish to pass away peacefully it was no life for him said his wife he wasn't able to express himself and he died in his sleep it was peaceful wow I mean, that is sad news. And I, I mean, I, I don't wish that on anyone. That scares me. I, I, that's a disease that scares the heck out of me. And it's very sad that he passed away, let alone knowing that he then suffered all this time because of that with the, the ongoing dementia. It's just, it's really a bad thing. And I, 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 I thankfully, he's at peace now. And that is a good thing. More uh, Hollywood happenings. Uh, Brad Pitt, I feel sorry for him. I mean, he's a little upset now. He split up with his new girlfriend, uh, Nicole Parolowski. Uh, remember, Brad was, you know, dating the model 
and she's just a couple years younger. I mean, Brad's 56 and she's 27 and they were all in love, hot and heavy. And now it's not anymore. Uh, sad. I mean, he just took her to France to piss off the ex and now, now they're, now they've cooled down a little bit and, uh, According, according to the stories, she was the one that cooled things off, I bet. But uh, explaining that his life was way too complicated right now. <laughs> That's the reason? Okay. All right, baby. Thank you, Nicole. Love you too, baby. Love you too. Did you see also uh, Leanne Rimes? I know this is kind of outside of Hollywood, although Leanne's been in uh, some Christmas movies, right? So she's Hollywood. Big deal was that she has posted these nude pictures of herself on her Instagram account, and uh, you know, obviously, when I see uh, you know a Hollywood star saying, "Hey, she's posing nude on her Instagram account," I'm gonna go there. That's just who I am. So you know, Leon Rhymes has got uh, half a million followers, blue check mark on Instagram, and I, you know, I like Leanne. I know she's had some struggles and stuff, but you know, I like her. But she has had the reason that she did it is because she's been suffering from this psoriasis since she was a little girl, and she wanted to show people what she's been suffering with. And I guess she talked about it on somebody else's podcast. It wasn't chewing the fat. Leanne, I'm here for you if you want. I mean, I can understand why you wouldn't want to talk about it with me, but that's fine. So she took some pictures of showing how this psoriasis is really, is it psoriasis? Right? Is that, or is that of the liver? She's suffering from, this is why she didn't say, say it on my podcast. Cause I'm like, was that part of the liver? It's a psoriasis, not cirrhosis. <laughs> I was, I, Leanne, I, I, I feel for you. I'm not making fun of the disease or whatever it is because it's, it does not look good. And I'm glad it's not me having to suffer with it. But she's had this skin condition and, it's, and she wanted to be uh, let people know that she's been holding on to it for so long and it's such a relief that she now knows that people are able to be aware of this she said it's my whole body my mind my spirit uh needed this desperately and the day that she put this out was world psoriasis day it's not cirrhosis day and i thought this would be a perfect time to share my story and uh and she did and she wrote a whole a full essay, I guess, for Glamour magazine. And, you know, she posted the pics on her Instagram. And uh, bless her heart. Bless her heart. I, I get it. I get it. It's got to be a... I mean, that's a... Look, we all have our struggles, right? That we don't like to talk about. But sometimes you just have to. And Leanne Rimes did that as well. Remember I told you also that uh, Ellen was on her way out. I know the numbers are still kind of strong when you get the new numbers and, you know, you're looking at them and you think, well, maybe Ellen's just hanging on. But no way, because What's-Her-Face is the new upcoming star, Drew Barrymore. Then we heard uh, rumors that James Corden was, you know, looking into becoming the next Ellen DeGeneres and, you know, leaving the late-night thing. But, now rumors are saying that Corden is just as mean as Ellen, if not meaner. <laughs> so he's got bad behavior too. 
So Drew Barrymore is up. I'm telling you, you heard it here on Chewing the Fat. I I, I mean to tell you, Drew Barrymore is going to be the next huge talk show. And the rest of these people are going down. Going down. Speaking of going down, Alyssa Milano. She's, you could write, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, laughing at my own stupid joke that I didn't mean to be a joke. So Alyssa Milano, uh, you know, the reason she's so agonizing is she is so outspoken and so in everybody's face. Uh, and she's such a double standard nightmare from Hollywood. I was looking at the picture that they have of her in this story. From is, She does not look good. She looks like she's getting angrier and angrier. But, of course, you know, it's Halloween, and she wants to celebrate Halloween. So she dressed up like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And, of course, she has to share it with the world because that's what she does. So she tweeted out, Happy Halloween, RGB forever. Wait. Isn't it RBG? Yup. Oh, she's got to delete that. And then she tweeted out another one. Happy Halloween, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Hashtag notorious RBG. Well, she got the RBG right in the hashtag this time, but she spelled Ginsburg's last name wrong. But she would tell you that she loves Ruth Bader Ginsburg and we shouldn't have replaced her until we had the election. Oh my gosh, that's exactly what she said. And so her having, uh, it, it, everybody makes mistakes. I get it. But she's just agonizing. And I always wanted to like her. And now I can't. And it makes me, makes me mad. you do something for halloween i i did not uh we stayed dark i don't want any little rugrat kids coming up to the house hollering Jack -a -Jack! and i didn't want to set up a long tube and think it was funny i could have done it from here actually from the studios that i just got done boarding up i'm gonna put the chute down and have them just you know throw the candy down the chute to the kid and and ha 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 it's just you know again i just if i want candy i'll go I was very disappointed. And then I see pictures of people, you know, they have cameras everywhere showing kids uh, coming up and taking the whole bucket of candy that you had left out. And they were mad about it. And I'm like, well, duh. And what does it matter to you if someone comes up and takes it all and goes away? Then you're good. You set the candy out there to be used. It will be used from this one person instead of 30 and, you know, you move on with your life. But the kid was pretty funny. And, and, and uh, the one picture I saw, he came up, emptied his backpack, or, I mean, filled up his backpack. I can't even speak. That's what the kid did because he ticked me off. I wanted to be on this kid's side. And then he looked at the camera that he saw, and he gave the camera the finger. So I don't even know if it's real or not. Because I want to like the kid for taking all the candy. I don't want to like him for giving the finger to the camera. He should have just taken the candy and moved on with his life. See, that's... Little little brats. Little brats. And I see all the theme parks had no Halloween at Disney, Knott's Berry Farm, uh, Universal Studios. All of them canceled all of their Halloween Horror Nights. Those are great events. Great events that just get shut down. Wow. 
Just want COVID to be over, don't you? <laughs> yeah, well, good luck. Because it's not going to be over. You have Michigan saying up to six months in prison is possible if businesses don't surveil customers for contact tracing. Incredible. Any establishment that does not comply is threatened with a maximum $200 fine, misdemeanor charge punishable with up to six months in prison, and a $1,000 civil fine for violating the state's emergency orders. That makes you want to go to Michigan, I'll tell you that. And then you have New York. Why go to New York at all? They now say, according to the governor, he's going to make you have a COVID-19 test within three days of departing from another state. So I have to prove, I have to have my papers now to go into the state of New York. And also, that's not good enough. I have to go into New York, prove that I tested negative with a COVID-19 test, wait three days, get another COVID-19 test and test negative before I can be allowed to travel around New York. <laughs> uh, how about no? Now, according to this, it's not going to apply to New Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Why? Why? Just because they're connected? Uh, so what? Soon that will have that will go away. But it doesn't matter because I, I don't know why he's. I mean, I know why he's not making New Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania do it, but. Any place else you have to, I have to show papers to get into the state. Then I have to be, uh, I'm sorry, quarantined or some people would call it jailed for three days. And then I have to get another COVID-19 test on the fourth day. Are you, is the state paying for me to be quarantined for three days? Or am I expected to do that on my own as well? Cause I was expected to show you a negative COVID-19 test, which I, apparently I have to pay for, and now I have to pay for another COVID-19 test to prove negative after three days of quarantine in New York to be able to travel around the state of New York? No, thank you. Big surprise that people want to leave that place. What a nightmare. And then I know, look, I know the governor from New York, Cuomo, he's all wound up because his daughter's been uh, taking care of a little business with the state trooper <laughs> that was a security guard for the governor uh he's on the security detail so apparently uh the daughter uh cara kennedy cuomo 25 uh got a job she's been working at the mansion the executive mansion in albany and uh trooper dane pfeiffer 35 well yeah he's a little older not much 35 she's 25 uh decided to uh take care of a little Kara kennedy cuomo business and uh the governor has now shipped him off according to protocol of di uh, dignitary protection oh okay so they mandated his removal that's why we moved him to the border oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's gonna be no you're not messing with my daughter my daughter isn't going out with a state trooper security guy <laughs> no problem you could go work at the gate at the canadian new york border thank you i'll teach you to be messing around with my daughter so he's such a good guy 
the governor. Such a good guy. She's got to be just the happiest girl in the whole USA. Name that song and you'll win a brand new... Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So it's the big election finally here between Donald Trump and Joseph Biden. Yay! Apparently I found out today that I'm going to be part of the Blaze Television Network's coverage. Uh, Apparently uh, the guy that thinks he runs the joint, Glenn Beck, wants me to be George Washington and move closer and closer to a coffin every time Biden wins a state or wins, I don't know, a county or whatever he's going to do, and they're just going to move me closer and closer to the coffin. And then at one point, if Biden wins, uh, you know, I get in the coffin and George Washington is dead. Now, so I have to go see if I can find a fat guy George Washington outfit. (laughs) Good luck with that. But, you know, you never know. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, I'll be there for in-depth, in-depth election coverage. They'll be asked coming to me for, you know, important insightful ideas that I have about this election. But instead, I'll just be there as George Washington moving closer and closer to a coffin. But uh, hey, I'll be part of the Blaze Television election coverage. And uh, at least that'll get some national coverage. Let's hope so. So when they promote it, let's hope they promote it as chewing the fat. (laughs) George Washington, you know, that won't happen, but it's nice to think about anyway, right? But I went out to, uh, speaking of, uh, uh, and I wasn't really speaking of it, but, you know, we were talking about New York and Michigan and contact tracing and, uh, you know, going around with your papers. I was at a place this weekend in Midlothian, Texas. There was an event going on at, uh, at, a, at a bar in Midlothian, and I was asked to be there, and I showed up, and my wife was doing the photography for the event and it was for a really good cause serenity village it's uh, actually serenity veterans village and they're looking to build uh houses for veterans who are homeless and need help and transition in back into society and the numbers are staggering for homeless veterans so uh, you know, thanks to Miniman Watches and thanks to Optimus is here and all the other businesses that donated their time and or merchandise to this good cause. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. Now, what I really wanted to talk about is that it was in Ellis County, Texas. Okay. And in Ellis County, Texas, there is no mask mandate. Now, a few people had heard that they should probably wear a mask and were wearing a mask. But other than that, nobody was wearing a mask okay uh this place was full of people smoking drinking no masks it was amazing um it was like real life uh back you want to go back to normal go over to ellis county in texas uh you'll be fine don't worry about it you're back to normal and those of you that think that texas is still closed uh it ain't it might be closed on paper there may be mandates here or there but there's plenty of places around that uh, are not following those mandates. I guarantee you that. It's open. Man, traffic is, is bumper to bumper. Stores are open. And people are finally getting back out to normal. And I know it's, uh, you know, maybe business isn't like it used to be. 
and I get it, but there are a few that people want to get back to normal and you're not going to get back to normal if one of those dingleberries, you know, Joe Biden gets elected president of the United States. I guarantee you that. I guarantee that that is going to happen. Okay, so what else? Another thing that I have to talk to you about before we I let you go today. Before I let you go, or who? You're already hanging on. You're already here. So, big news over the weekend. SEAL Team 6 makes dramatic, high-risk rescue of American-held hostage in Nigeria. Okay? And then a big deal about this. So, we went in and we rescued a guy in Nigeria who was from Niger. All right? So, he's works and farms on this in this property in niger okay that's where he's that's where he farms and i put uh quotation marks parentheses around farms okay so apparently he was kidnapped and they and he was kidnapped for a few days and he was taken from his farm in masalata niger Okay, so the kidnappers demanded ransom from the man's father, who didn't have it, and they offered him a, a you know they they offered some money, which wasn't enough, so they took him. All right, so he's an American citizen, farming in Niger, and they took him to Nigeria. Now, they acknowledged that they use Americans or hostages, and they sell them to terrorist groups, who then use them for you know propaganda and okay i i understand that no problem i get the story i'm all with you all right according to all the reports his kidnapping was uh terrorism related it was uh, you know it wasn't really terrorism related but it was and it was you know kidnapping for ransom but he was they were looking to sell him to a terrorist group okay so he's an American citizen in Niger, gets taken hostage, then, you know, travels to Nigeria, which is right there. The city is by, you know, not far from the border of Nigeria. And that's part of the problem of these, you know, people are getting taken hostage and then into another country. And it's, you know, it's a, uh, it's a uh, between different governments and they were happy. The United States said they were happy with the working between Niger and Nigeria and the U S and it's, uh, you know, it underscores our U.S. commitment to the safe return of all U.S. citizens taken captive. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Good. I'm all glad with that. This is what I, I want to know. I want to know why I think this is just something fishy going on. I want to know why we res- rescued this farmer with our American military, SEAL Team 6, We sent them in, we spent American money and risked American lives, American soldiers' lives to rescue this farmer from Nigeria who farmed in Niger and we killed off five of the people who took him hostage. There were six of them. I don't know if we've got the the last one hanging by his toenails in Niger or Nigeria or we brought him back to Guantanamo or where he's at. Right, but he's somewhere that he don't want to be. <laughs> I guarantee you that. He is somewhere he don't want to be. 
now this is kind of a you know i felt like i'm watching jack ryan on amazon you know the same kind of thing when i'm reading the story but i just there's something else happening here right we're not sending in seal team six to rescue a guy in nigeria who is a farmer from niger i just either something else going on Uh, maybe it's just me i you know i got you it's probably just me but the whole weekend i keep hearing these reports and uh, we're not being told the whole story here now i'm not a journalist and i'm not wearing my mask at the you know state department press briefings or the department of defense press briefings or even the white house press briefings but if i were i would want to ask a few questions that may be outside of the norm rather than aren't you happy that our seal team six did such a great job rescuing an american citizen and saving them yeah uh yes i am yes i am and i know that we feared that the gang would sell him to terrorists operating in the region yeah yeah we would but i just find it weird that we are spending and wasting and not wasting that's the wrong term we're using and uh, spending our hard-earned tax dollars and using our uh well-trained military members to go in and rescue a farmer from niger who was taken hostage i just there's something else there there's some mark my words there's something else there and i just I want to know. I want to know what it is now. I don't want to wait. I don't want to hear about it 10 years from now. I don't want to hear about it a year from now. I don't want to hear that the last guy that we didn't kill from the terrorist or from the, uh, the, the gang of six, uh, the one guy that didn't get killed from seal team six, uh, where, and I want to hear that he, we found him hung by his toenails in Niger and darn the luck. There's something else happening. Okay. Just mark my words. This mark another chewing the fat markdown of words. Something else is going on here. 